I went to my agent last year and said, I want to put a tour together for May or June because it looks like things are going to be opening up by then. I want it to be all outside shows. Um, the big promoters, AEG and, and uh, Live Nation, they weren't doing anything. They're like, oh, no, no one's going to be touring until 2022. And I'm like, screw those guys. Let's go to the small independent pr- promoters who need the work. That's Art Alisakis of the band Everclear. They're coming to town. We're going to talk all about that. I'm Jamie Green, and this is Trading Fours. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Trading Fours, and I've got a really fun and special one, especially with you being, my God sakes, I've got a 90s band, and what's more 90s than Everclear? I, you know, uh, such a huge soundtrack of that decade, and I've done a lot of stuff since, and I uh, was so excited to hear that uh, Everclear, along with Hoobastank and Living Color and Weedus, was going to be here uh, next week at Grinders on July 18th. Uh, so I uh, jumped at the chance when uh, Art Alexakis said he'd like to come on and talk about it, and I said, hey, let's do it. So, uh, so much fun. There's so much to talk about. Um, so let's just get started. Here's my conversation with Art Alexakis. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for being on Trading Fours. And I think our a really <laughs> kind of a fun place to start is, and I was trying to think this morning when I woke up, what's the analogy for this as the world opens up again? And it's almost like when they made Oklahoma a state, right? <laughs> and all these people were just waiting at the edge of the border, whether it's Texas or Arkansas or Kansas or wherever, and then they just come rushing in. And I kind of feel like that's how it is with these concert tours. Um, you're obviously going to be here in Kansas City on July uh, 19 or 18th. Uh, and so for you guys, what's the calculus? Like walk me through, like what made you guys say, okay, now's the time we're going out. Well, I mean, I wanted to do, you know, every musician in the world wants to tour, wants to play shows right now, unless you're so big that you don't need the money. I don't need to make a living. Um, we all want to tour, not just because of that, but because people want to hear it. We're get, we're getting, lambasted by 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 fans um about coming out there and and coming to different venues and and uh we're so we i i went to my agent last year and said i want to put a tour together for may or june because it looks like things are going to be opening up by then i want it to be all outside shows um the big promoters aeg and and uh live nation they weren't doing anything. They're like, oh, no, no one's going to be touring until 2022. And I'm like, well, screw those guys. Let's go to the small independent pr- promoters who need the work. And we had done a few shows last year with a few independent promoters in various markets, like playing at drive, drive-ins. Or a lot of bars would build stages outside and create pods or, or, or socially distanced stuff. Now, with the numbers just like going like this, as far as uh, new cases and people getting vaccinated. Uh, I, I mean, there's, there's shows, we're do, we started doing shows in April in red states, you know? Right. Um, 
And even in red states like you live in a red state, but Kansas City is a very blue city. Very blue and, dot in a sea of red. Yes, that's well, very true. Welcome, welcome to most of my life. Not California. <laughs> right. But I love right. when I lived in Oregon, it's like everybody's oh, it's so progressive and liberal there. I go, nope, just in Portland. <laughs> Portland, Ash um, Eugene, and then really small at the bottom, Ashland. That's the only blue, but that's enough to make the state blue every year by far. Yeah. But the rest of the state is super red. Up, yeah. up there with Missouri, actually with Missouri. To be well, honest. you know, the wags, and I may be one of the wags, the, the, the line about Missouri is it's Kansas City, St. Louis, and a whole lot of Alabama, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. But on that point, so a lot of states were opening up, right? Red states were opening up, but the blue cities are like, nah, slow your roll. Ain't happening. We're not doing it. St. Louis. We were supposed to play this date in St. Louis, but the the county and city of St. Louis wouldn't approve shows. And Kansas City had just opened up, and they're like, we want that date. There was holds on that date. Uh, we want that date. So, um, And we played Crossroads many times. Now it's called Grinders, you know, after the right. hamburger place that's on the other side of it. You can tell I've been there several times. Right. Like maybe it's a fun space. Right. I mean, it's it's a fun space. It's a fun space. I love playing there. We always have great shows. People love going there. That's the main thing is as long as people love going there and the numbers inside the city right now are are down. And I think the first first two weekends of sales look really good. So um, with your help from the podcast and we're going to do some radio stuff there and uh, everything, I think we're going to have a really good show there. Well, I'm super excited for a lot of reasons. And obviously, you know, you and Living Color, come on, Living Color. Dude, I have been such (laughs) a huge Living Color fan um, for so long. So I saw Living Color. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that was that was your calculus, right? You're like, hey, you could I'm asking a band I love. Why not do that? You know how excited I am to be sitting on the side of the stage every damn night, just about watching Vernon Reed Mm -hmm. and Corey. And all those guys, are you kidding me? I, 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 I'm, I'm just beside myself. And I love Hoobastank. Yeah, I, love, I really love Weedus. They're weird and they're great. No, um, but Living Color. I mean, come on. Yeah, and, and, and then, I, I love that this is kind of a muscular old school rock and roll tour, and it's a, and people are stoked about it. And like I said, we've played. Let's see, to date, we did three, four, five. So we've done eight shows since the beginning of April uh, in various places. And people are just losing their minds about seeing music again. People missed it so much, right? Haven't you? I have. I mean, just the sound of drums, dude. I I just, I mean, you're playing in your cover band. You know, we're not a band that like practices a lot because we all live in different places. Uh, if we need it, we'll get together. I have a studio and we'll get together and, for a couple of days. But for the most part, we don't need to practice. And man, just doing sound checks and just feeling drums. And you're a guitar player, you said. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just went to the, do you know what the helixes are? No, tell me what the helixes are. The helix is like a Kemper um, or a fractal. It's it's a, it's line six version of. Okay. The, um, yeah, now I know. I know line six amp. for a yeah, yeah. It's like the Kemper. And, okay. And now a lot of people who are on those other um, other uh, effects are going to the Line 6 because it sounds so good. We're all on them 
up, up front. We have no amps on stage. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I thought right. I was going to miss it. I don't miss it. I like how clean it is, just the drums back there. And and there's no, I, I can hear my vocals. I don't have to fight with all the guitars on stage. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and it sounds great. Everyone's well, talking about how great it sounds. Well, that's great. Now, I, I, with my stuff, you know, I have the Richie Coates and the amp simulator on my pedal board because art, I have to haul all my own shit. So the less I can bring, that's what this is about. Dude. <laughs> I fly with this. I don't even, I don't even pay for it. I just carry it on. Right. Or, or, or gate check it. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. or if I, if, if I, if I upgrade to first class, I throw it in the thing up there, plenty of room and, uh, and it rolls. Right. It rolls in the case I bought for it. And uh, we show up and it looks clean on stage and lights up and it's it's awesome. No, that's and, great. And, and uh, the main thing is that people just love it. Uh, my my sound guy, uh, I thought was going to hate it because he's like a purist, like old school. He's like, man, I got no complaints. There's no latency. There's no weirdness. There's no, uh, you know, digital funk to it it's just clean it just sounds they nailed it dude they just really nailed. It. if you get a chance to check it out um well i already got tickets not, to your show so at least i'll huh? get to hear i have I already have my ticket to your Bought show so. tickets yeah dude <laughs> come on really yeah why not i'm happy to All come right. out and pay a, a few shekels i mean it's not that expensive i think it was like because you know i'm doing ga you know i think it was tap like 77 bucks that's nothing that's i'm happy to do it well, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. we we the industry appreciates it. <laughs> well, you know, there's just no substitute for live music, and 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 I know, and you've done some really cool things with the 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 uh, online with the sweet relief efforts, which I commend you for doing that. I we think still, we still do, we right? Still do. Yeah. And 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 kind of to your earlier point, though, whether whether you're you're feeling the, the reverberation of the drums or the crowd or what, it's there's nothing that can ever replace an actual live music event. It's just, it's irreplaceable. And, and I, I knew I, how much I enjoyed it, but then sitting here for about a year, uh, last real concert I went to was October of 2019 when it was heart with Joan Jett opening up and, oh. and right. Great show. Wow. And you never, and I probably, and I, my kids are, are, my kids are teenagers now, so I can go out whenever I want again. And uh, so it, anyway, I just missed it horribly. So the second I saw that you guys were coming, I was like, no, I'm going on the show. And I only saw Living Color once. I saw them when they opened up for uh, the Stones on the Steel Wheels tour way back in 88. 89. 88 yeah. or 89. Yeah. Uh, and so, you, and I, I like Hoobastank too. So like, are you kidding? This will be a great night. I'm looking forward to it. So You're going to like Weedus, man. Weedus is cool. They're, they're, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not the show you think you're going to see. It's, it's cool. It's really cool. Um. I'm excited about this bell and thank you again for, you know, for being a part of it. You know, I, and I got no problem as well. Like when friends of mine come to town that play in bands and I generally don't go out cause you know, like it, it's like, it's like going to work to right. go to rock shows sometimes, but to see friends or someone I really want to see, I always buy a ticket, you know? I mean, if, you know, if their friends put me on the list to come backstage, that's cool to say hi. Uh, but 
I, I'll buy a ticket for me and my my daughter. Now my daughter's 13. She she wants to start going to shows again. She's excited to come out. I used to bring her out on the on the in the bus for like a week in the summertime in between all her camps, you know. Right. Um, and um, she wants to come out this year, but um, we'll see. No, <laughs> she's starting to she's starting to like sprout. Do you have daughters? I have two boys. Oh, you lucked out, dude. Well, yeah. Um, it's Teenage much easier on my, it's on my heart. It's easier on my heart. I'm oh. stressed, right? <laughs> and your and your and your fists. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my older son loves. He hates the new music. He's 19 years old, uh, and so we bonded. We've gone to a bunch of shows together. Um, we saw Soundgarden right before Chris Cornell nice. tragically ended his life. It was the second to the last show. We went. Oh, saw, wow. yeah, yeah, we went and saw Paul McCartney um he plays my son plays piano and he really likes billy joel we've gone and seen billy joel we've gone billy to all joel these is great yeah a great act so it's been one of these things so if he's not working i'm taking him to your show i haven't found out so so you uh, bought two uh, tickets yeah so awesome. it's fun to bond with your kid with music i mean it's just kind absolutely. of absolutely i used to take my oldest daughter you know when she was a teenager i'd take her to shows and uh you know, as she got older, she'd be like, Daddy, I got a crush on the singer. I just want to tell you. I'm like, <laughs> well, you're not back coming backstage with me, kid. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, you know musicians, right? <laughs> oh, dude. My 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 eldest daughter, the 13-year-old's getting there, but my eldest daughter, when she turned about 13, 14, boom, it just like came. Yeah. And that was from her mom and my mom's side of the family. And it was just like, wow. She come downstairs in a tank top, and I'd be like, "You gotta go put a shirt on. This is a shirt. No, it's not. <laughs> go put a shirt on." Right. I became that guy because I, I know, I know. There's very few people who know better than me. I've been married four times. It's not an accident, right? So, you, you right. go change the shirt. And one time we were at a restaurant, walking in a restaurant, and they the the girl at the front goes. Yeah, your family's in the back because it was with my mom before she passed away and my sisters and everything was a big thing. And my daughter walks back. And as I'm walking behind her, I'm finishing up a a cell phone call. I'm putting it in my pocket and I see this guy talking on a cell phone, just checking my daughter out. This guy in his 40s, right? My age, I was like 40, I don't know, 42, 43. And he's just checking her out. And Jamie, I didn't, I don't even know what happened. Next thing I know, I've got the guy up against the wall <laughs> with my hand on his throat going, what the fuck are you looking at? He's like, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was looking at your girlfriend. I'm really sorry. I go, dude, that's my 14-year-old daughter. And that poor man <laughs> looked stricken. He's like, what? Right. Like, they look like that at 14? And and I'm just like I just patted him on the shoulder. I said I'm sorry. <laughs> he goes, no harm, man. I kill someone if they looked at my daughter like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I felt. Yeah, it's funny how it's like that circle of life. You become the parent, and that I think it's just human nature. It's just what you that protective mode, right? It's it's the DNA, man. You just like I'm protecting her from predators. I don't care if it's a wolf or a bear or a 40 year old guy on a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just as dangerous. No, totally. I'm more, I'm more scared of the guy than I am the, the, the bear or the wolf, to be honest with you. 
No, totally. So let's talk about the the tour itself. Cause I, like I said, I want, you know, the idea of this podcast is to support musicians and their craft. And um, so f- as far as what, what are you guys thinking as far as what you're going to play? I know that some of your shows in the last few years, you kind of dig out some fun tracks. I mean, I, I know what is Pat Benatar? She calls it the Holy 14. Like she has to play these 14 tunes at every show or somebody gets upset. And I, I'm sure that you guys have like, I don't know. You hit a ton of hits, five, six, seven songs that you almost always play, but there's gotta be songs that you, you dig out. Yeah. Said let's, let's have some fun. So what can we expect on this for this tour? Yeah. There's, there's usually about nine songs that we have to play at, at, at our, our shows, nine to 10 songs, uh, about five or six hits. And then, you know, like band favorites that we have to play, but this is Summerland. So this is like, this is patterned after the old radio shows in the nineties that you probably saw, you know, yep. that, that, like you, did you grow up in Kansas city? I actually grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska, but that's Lincoln, only Nebraska. Okay. That's three we, hours we, away. Yeah. We used to play, uh, what was the, the bowling alley there? Um, uh, you used to play up in Omaha at, uh, Oh, let me think. We were just talking about this place too. But there's a place in at the, at the bowl. The, uh, yeah. Ranch bowl. Ranch Bowl. No, that's Omaha, right? Ranch Bowl is Omaha. You may have played at, I'm trying to think where you would have played in Lincoln. You may have played downtown somewhere at one of the bars. You may have played out in, I don't know, you know, I haven't lived there since 1993. It's been a while. Okay, no, no, no. But I, <laughs> we used to play Lincoln all the time. I remember that. But um, uh, I'm thinking Gabe's. No, Gabe's is in Iowa. Um, but uh, the... Um, it's patterned after those old radio shows. So, you know, we got four bands, quick sets, play the hits, few fan favorites, get out. So to answer your question, we're going to play about 50 minutes. Okay. And we're going to play all the hits. We're going to play some fan favorites, but we're going to dig deep on a couple of songs. I'm still working on the set list. Yeah. Um, you got any requests? You know, I don't know, man. Let me think about it. You know, I really dug your new solo album. You going to play anything off of that? We're we're actually looking to play. We're, we're, we're I told the guys to learn it. So this we're playing a show this weekend in Iowa, um, and uh, we get in the day before, and we're gonna be able to sound check that day. So hopefully, we'll be able to work out the song called "Hot Water Test." Okay. But, um, yeah, that's about my MS, but. Uh, but it'll be a more rocked up version of it, you know? I mean, I guess Heroin Girl's kind of a super hit for you too, but I always dug that tune a lot. That's a that's a fan favorite. We we, we have to play that song or people yeah. start throwing stuff at us. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the MS stuff, you've been really open and honest about it. And this is totally up to you. If you want to talk about it, we can. If you don't, sure. happy to no, do you know? it. I didn't talk about it for the first, what, three years I had it, right? And uh, I mean, I did with, people that i knew and, and even people at shows that i would talk to that were said they had ms and i would i would talk to them about it you know mm-hmm. and uh but i didn't come out with it publicly till i think march or april of t- 2019 and so now you know i'll talk i'll talk about it no problem i, well, I just, do a lot of stuff where I, i'm very visible talking about ms yeah, well, I, I think it's great. You did one of my oldest and dearest friends. She has MS, um, and uh, I have chronic Lyme disease. I got Lyme disease uh, back in two thousand six. Very similar, right? Very similar. Um, so, you, so still, you know, are you on medication? Not anymore, man. But you you name an antibiotic, 
Uh, and I did it. And I had a pick line in my arm for five months trying to get, cause my, I was misdiagnosed for a long time and it actually traveled over the, the blood brain barrier and got into my central nervous system. And that's when I had terrible brain fog. I couldn't remember words and it was horrible. Um, yeah. And so, so I'm kind of curious and, you know, same thing with Daryl Hall. He has Lyme disease and I know he has that stuff. So how do you, I mean, touring's it's a tough business. I mean, I know you love it. It's fun to be up on stage and the adrenaline stuff, but that's one hour, yeah. two hours of a day. What's the other 22, 23 hours like for you? Uh, with MS, it's it's rough, man, especially on a summer tour where it's hot because heat is no no bueno with, with uh, I think, any autoimmune disease, really. Yeah, I hate, I hate the heat now. Yeah, it's not yeah. good for you. You probably get symptoms and stuff. I know I do. I get what I call MS-y, you know, um, and... Uh, I started getting symptoms and I like, um, I don't know, you know, it's, I'm just one of those guys that just pushes through, man. I just, I, I gotta get it done. I gotta take care of my family. I gotta, I gotta play music. I, I, I feel a responsibility to our fans and, and my band and, and myself, because like you said, that hour a night um, is, that's what I mean. I get to do this for a living, you know. I get I get paid. I'm almost sixty years old, but I still get paid to play guitar and sing in a rock and roll band. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, I'm, you know, I mean, you probably know I've been clean and sober for thirty two years. Um, uh, I'm very grateful for a lot of things. And even I know this sounds twisted, but anyone who's been through a lot of the stuff can understand it. I'm grateful for my MS because it is what it is. I can't not have it. And it's taught me to be healthier. It's taught me to be more present. It's taught me to be way more grateful for the good days. Mm-hmm. And other other people, I live in California and I'm like, that's a beautiful day. And they're like, yeah, man, it's California. It's some blue, blue size all the time. I go, well, you know what? For me, I lived in Portland, Oregon for 20 years. This is awesome. I love every day and I was born and raised here, but I, I appreciate everything. I appreciate my wife. I appreciate my house. I look at every glass as three quarters full. That's you know? right. And um, uh, I'm very grateful for my sobriety as well um, sure. because of that. So um, to answer your question, yeah, it's rough, but I learn how to deal with it. I, I wake up early when we're par- we park the bus and uh you know if if the room we, we we on show days we usually get one room for the band to shower in and stuff um but also so that we can have access to a pool because swimming is like what i do for for exercise because i can't get overheated doing it right right i got a big pool out there um i'm gonna go swimming as soon as we're done with this interview <laughs> you know um that's my exercise that and riding bikes, riding a stationary bike and doing yoga and stuff like that. I found a way to stay healthy um, and uh, that I enjoy because it's for me, it's 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 not a chore to swim. I love doing it. I love the feeling of floating. But uh, I don't know if you know this, but I had COVID in in um, January. No, I did not. Third, really bad. I was in the hospital for about five, six days. I I was in bed for about two months. 
Yikes. I had long haul COVID. I still have a cough. I have scar tissue on my lungs, so I have to do breathing exercises and stuff like that. But I'm singing great at shows, and uh, you know I'm getting my health back. I'm getting muscle, getting rid of the muscle atrophy. Atrophy. Yep. Um, you know, just just weak weakness, dealing with fatigue. But I'm feeling better, and uh, just trying to stay active and doing my physical therapy and stuff. And I'm, you know, I think some people have stigma about that kind of stuff and talking about that stuff, and I don't at all. Because to me, everybody, especially as you get older, man, life gets harder. It just does. Yeah. It's harder to get up in the morning. You know, people wake up going, man, I got muscles sore in places I didn't even know I had muscles. I'm like, I know. Right. Welcome to your 40s, 50s. And now I'll be able to say next year, welcome to your 60s. That just freaks me out. Yeah. 60 is old to me. Yeah, you can't, you, can't, uh, you can't make that, uh, sh- you can't sugarcoat that. Stuff. Oh, it's the new 35 or 40. I mean, 60, 60. I mean, it just is, right? I'm 53, so I'm not that far behind you. So Yeah, but you look really good. You look like you take care of yourself. You I have like- to. You know, Art, when you were talking, I have to take care of myself, you right. know, and, right? And and I think you that's- You feel like crap if you don't. Yep. Just to feel normal, you have to work at it, right? Oh, yeah. When you're in it- your 20s and 30s, Man, you can stay up all night. You can do this. You eat like crap, and you still feel pretty good. You don't yep. really know until you get into your mid forties, and it's just like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? And that, and I had, I had uh, when I got diagnosed with my MS in 2016. They said I had had it for at least 20 years, minimum 20 years, by the looks of the lesions on my brain and spine and i knew i had had issues with heat sensitivity and a balance and all sorts of stuff that had just gotten worse over the years and i figured i was just getting old and i just partied too much when i was younger and it's paying the price you know and i had a great time so i didn't have a problem with it. it is what it is you know yeah um, but well, it, it, i wake it, up every day art thankful to be alive right just grateful right because there's so many people i know and not tragic and didn't do anything wrong that just didn't get that opportunity aren't with us anymore i know man i know there's people who just lived right their whole life and die of a heart attack at 45 um my my agent my my agent who i've had for almost 10 years um 47 years old in march had an embolism died yeah 47 years old. I know it's, it's terrible. It's yeah, just, it's terrible. yeah. And it's just that, that kind of stuff just makes me grateful that, you know, yeah, I have MS. Yeah. I had COVID. Yeah. It took its toll on me. Um, but you know what? Um, I'm still doing what I would love to do. I'm still talking to nice people like you who play my music and, uh, I'm just, I'm just seriously tickled pink to just be a part of it all, and uh, will be as, as long as, as long as I can do it. Absolutely. Well, I want to be cognizant of your time so you can get out and use the pool. Um, and it's so nice to get to talk to you. Uh, I've enjoyed your music for a long time, and 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 it's really fun to get to talk to you. And yes, I'll be there. Okay. So. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll wear an orange shirt or something so you can do that. Like, okay. I'll wave. Cool. I'll be waving. 
Uh, but but uh, best of luck with the tour. Like you said, it's such a great tour. Weedus, I'm going to check Weedus out. I haven't listened to him. So this is this, this is my homework before your show. Uh, Hoobastank, obviously, they were huge. When were they? Like early 2000s. They were a big band. Early, I mean, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Big band. Big band. Still big band at active, active rock radio. I mean, they've got a couple of hits that are recurrent at, uh, at um, um, Alternative, but Active Rock, they were really, really big. And then Living Color, I think they're one of the smartest bands in rock and roll. Their <laughs> lyrics and their music and all of it, they're just a joy. Um, so and that's, they friggin' rock, dude. Yeah, they do. It's just, <laughs> I saw them when they came out and I just like, I saw them in, in a club in San Francisco and with Guess who opened up for him? Brand new band from Seattle. Was it Nirvana? Uh, no, no, no. Alice before that, before Nirvana, Soundgarden. Okay. And, Very and, cool. and Chris is wearing shorts, but it looked like he was wearing nothing else, right? No shoes, no shirt. Right. And just that hair and that voice just, wah! You know, <laughs> this is like before you learned how to tone back his, you know, like his delivery a little bit and have dynamics. Right. It was just, Balls to the wall, every song. And uh, I, in a half hour, so I mean, I went out the next day and bought Ultra Mega OK, which was their first EP, I think, or, or album. And, mm. uh, but it was a great show. And I saw them, I saw Living Color two years ago. We played a show with them, I think it was in St. Louis, a radio show. And um, man, they were still just on fire. And that's when I called my, my agent and my manager and said, Hey man, do you see what these guys, you know, see if we can make this happen, you know, for, and they came back immediately. Their agents like this band wants to tour with Everclear badly. I'm like, awesome. 2020. And of course, 2020 didn't happen. So here we are. Luckily the stars aligned. Anyway, thank you, man. All right, brother. Thanks for a great day. Bye-bye. You too. I smile at people as I walk to my car to come my way. I told her everything the doctors had said. Then we both began to cry. She said, Neither can be hard to do. And I can be ugly or beautiful and new. It's up to me. And it's up to you. Art Alasakis, everybody. You know, I was thinking when I was listening to these tunes for this uh, podcast, and, you know, I don't know if there's anybody in rock and roll who is so open about their own life experiences and puts it into songs as much as art. I mean, this tune is all about his MS diagnosis and trying to process that. And obviously, tunes like Father of Mine and all those songs over the years. Um, so art always speaks from the heart, so I appreciate that. So, yes, down in the show notes you can see how to buy tickets to this great event. I will be there. I wasn't bullshitting art. I already had tickets. Uh, I'm a fan. If you haven't figured it out, I'm a music fan. Yeah, I, I play and do stuff uh, too, but I love music. So I will be there in the crowd, sweating along with all of you. <laughs> it's going to be hot. Uh, July in Kansas City. Um, anyway, so check that out. That's going to do it for this edition of Trading Fours. Hey, next time, uh, I'm going to go on a little bit of a, a, a trip down memory lane for myself, but uh, you're going to dig this. This is Wayne Sutton's going to be my guest next time. And Wayne Sutton is a guitarist and singer who uh, probably what most people know him from is Sister Seven. 
this amazing group out of Austin, Texas uh, that was first called Little Sister, but he has done solo stuff and all kinds of things. And uh, their new album last year, Pike and Sutton, is great too. Um, and so it was a lot of fun for me. I lived in Austin in the early 90s and got the chance to talk to Wayne. And we had a great time. So that's next week. Until then, you know what I'm going to say, people. Go out. Support live music. We'll talk real soon. Bye-bye.